Well, it's time for In the Chains, the UK-based podcast for amateur disc golfers. Get ready for course reviews, disc reviews, and the latest news and updates from the disc golf world. Your hosts will also talk about their own progression and have a lot of fun along the way. And now, here they are, two Brits and one Yank. Let's get started. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to your regularly scheduled episode of In the Chains. Uh, We are your favorite amateur disc golf podcast, bringing you the latest from the disc golf world, including news, interviews, and all things disc golf. Like always, from the amateur perspective, or uh, why don't we stop saying amateur and start saying from the people that suck. I've really been self-deprecating lately, haven't I? Anyways, uh, my name is Dennis, and I am your favorite American, and with me are my two favorite Brits in the whole wide world, the icing on my cake, Duffy and Bowen. I know, I'm really starting to run out of these, and, and I'm going to need help. I wish I would have had a list of what I've already said. That that one, that one was just really bland. Or or which ones were actually funny? That's what I really need. Like which ones were actually? It wasn't. It wasn't even an attempt to be funny. That's it's quite disappointing in that respect. I know. I. You know what? This is <laughs> this is the third podcast it's this been a week. Long week. The second one people are hearing. I'm. I'm. <laughs> it's been a long week, and technically for us, it's only Tuesday. Um. So. Anyways, guys, how's how's it going? How's it been? How's this last week gone for you guys? Very good, very good. Um, we, uh, we we all popped down to uh, Gillies, didn't we, on uh, Saturday and in help out uh, some more than others. Bowen help help is a loose term. Uh, Bowen didn't carry nearly half as many big sticks as what? Duffy and I did. Hold on. Obviously, Hold on. it's on Instagram, so exactly. it's real. Exactly. So, Bowen, Bowen's going to have a conflicting story here, but we've got photographic evidence. He hasn't. So, I vaguely remember two members of the podcast, not me. I took my daughter along as well, so my daughter was helping. Two members of the podcast pissed off like... After being there for an hour and ten minutes. Hour and ten minutes. <laughs> it gets shorter and shorter. Man, your story changes every time you tell it. No, 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 no. Yes, it does matter. Does it matter? Does it matter how long it was? We were there and we were carrying the big... Look, just check Instagram. Next time, Dennis, what we'll do is we'll turn up and we'll talk for four hours. And then we can say, oh, no, we were there for four hours. That's fine. Didn't talk for four hours. Didn't yeah. talk for four hours. He's dicking around with some some sore ad showing off. That was good. That was good. That saw was. That saved me a lot. Don't work harder, work smarter. <laughs> it, it, cut, the, it cut the small stuff really well. The electric saw really couldn't cut shit. <laughs> <laughs> I got the I got the guns out for the big stuff though. No one can see, but I'm just tensing my arm. Gun sun's out, guns out. Uh, no, that was fun. Yeah, we did. We went out and helped at Gillies. Uh, what a great course, right? Um, it's hard to see it yet without the baskets and the tees. Man, does that have some potential? That is going to be. It's going to be very uh, tough. High caliber course. Tough. It's going to be very, tough. Very tough. It's going to be. It's going to be wicked. I, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gilly was showing us. Oh yeah, like here's the tee pad, and the basket's going to be you know way down there, and you got to turn it left and then right, and it's got to go left again, and the, we're like. But then, but then, then the worrying part was, he, I said, so which, which trees are you taking out? And he said, no, we've taken out yeah. all the trees now. Uh, <laughs> okay, awesome. There's a, two, there's a 200 metre par five through thick woodland. Yeah, it's, That's going to be another 11 hole for it's, me. <laughs> oh, oh, man, my mouth is shut on that one. Um, probably because it's going to be an 11 for me as well. Uh, no, it's it's, it's gonna it's amazing, and the parking lot looks great, and everything. Um, I didn't realize that all the work that he's really done by himself, um, so hard, so much work to do, and now, um, you know, we'll we'll put out the days that he is gonna be out there when he wants volunteers. I highly recommend go out there, meet Gilly, see the land, help out, whether it's for a few hours or it's all day. Go out there. Any help is appreciated, and, and you're going to love it. Um, it's very rewarding, I think. Plus, when you go back and play play it, you'd be like, ha, 
I helped here. I helped clear this area. I worked it. So it'll have a little bit more meaning for you. It's a lab- it's a labour of love as well. He was telling me the story about where the land came from. His his actual stepdad bought it for his mum as a uh, Valentine's present. So, yeah, it's oh, nice. a real labour of love. And he's really putting a lot into it. So again, you were talking rather than working to find out. See, your story just has networking. so networking. Yeah, networking. It's it's, it's, un- it's unraveling now, isn't it? Net- networking. Oh, That's what we call uh, it. No, no. See, Duffy and I met some folks, and we networked while we worked. Uh, you know, again, if you see us out and about, uh, come chat with us. You may get a little surprise, right? I'm going to interrupt you. How the hell has this turned into? Oh. T- Bowen, you did nothing. We did all the work. Oh, I did loads of work. I can't have believe got, it. Have you got any photographic evidence? I'll stick it on the Instagram if you have. Oh, no, I was too busy working no. to take yeah. photos. That's the question. Yeah. How were you like, taking photos and working right. at the same time? And in the afternoon, where did we go, Dennis? Um... <laughs> so we left early so that we could go play some disc golf. Uh, we actually went to Quarry Park. Um, Duffy and I... Had a practice round, and then Bowen and Paul Stuttered from the BDGA met up with us, and we played around on the blacks. And whoa, he embarrassed, he embarrassed us. us. That's the nice way of putting it. Uh, he played the entire course with nothing but a buzz, and beat the including putting and beat the best of us by three strokes. And the worst. See, I, I don't. I don't, feel, I don't feel embarrassed. I must. I'm gonna put my hands. Oh, oh I'm quite. I'm, no, I'm quite pleased with no. my score. I mean, you, I was, you, you shot. You shot I, a six I put over. the scores on Instagram, but six over on the Black Pro course, and I'm. I'm. I'm pretty pleased. And with see, that. I'm, I'm so disappointed with mine because the last time that I played the Black Pros, I got a seven over, and then it's just I'm so inconsistent. And I think for me personally, it was a lot of pressure on myself. Um, and I do that a lot, and we'll we'll talk about that more here uh, in, in in a few minutes about the the pressure that I put on myself. Uh, but I will say uh, I did I personally I played a lot of disc golf this week. Um, I went down to Ditton Pastures in Reading, and um, I shot uh, personal best on my first round, and then I beat that again on the second round. So my my PB down there now is two over. Super happy about that. And exciting news. You know, everybody knows that I have designed and built my own course. Uh, last week, I was asked to design a new course for um, another place associated with where I work. And I uh, went out there today and checked the lay of the land. And now I'm in the process of designing their course. So, How's it looking? Is it looking promising? It or? is. It's, uh, so, so my course is kind of um, all in a condensed area that you kind of crisscross a little bit and, and using the natural terrain. Uh, this one's kind of going over the campus more. So so the area that it's at, rather than being in one location, it's going around the whole area um, because there's a lot of buildings in that area, but there's a few like little grass fields, lots of cool trees. Um, so they wanted it to be very beginner-friendly, but also those play- people that have played for a while, it'll be tricky. And again, I'm not I'm not by any means a, a designer, but I understand disc golf a little bit. But I understand real golf as well, and so I I, I know what can make a course hard. And so uh, there's going to be a couple par fours, long distance stuff, uh, short very you know shorter stuff that's more technical. Uh, stuff for backhands and forehands or, or flex lines, all that stuff. So hopefully they like it. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. So, so big news there for me. Uh, what about you guys? What else did you guys get into? Well, I've been designing a sort of tick list, and it's cliches that Dennis says each week because we we hear about ball golf every single week. Yeah, we, we haven't had we haven't had um, the British conquered the world and. Got all the spices, but don't know how to use them. We haven't had that this week, have we? We haven't had that for a while at the moment. Week, so maybe um, that might sneak out. Wow, you guys! I, we're supposed to make fun of Bowen, Duffy. Not <laughs> have you guys make fun of me? Here's my one. Us bricks, us bricks stick together. That's the first time that's ever happened. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's make fun of the dumb American. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, uh... um, I think this week's just been made up of us doing podcasts, hasn't it? We've done some big stuff. We've got a lot going on. A lot, lot I mean, coming up. 
It's exciting, it isn't is. it? Uh, ma- making moves, as they say, right? Uh, I'm, I'm happy. Right. So, with that, uh, you know, we gave everybody a special episode two days ago, right? We, we interviewed uh, members of the BDGA, and I think we got some great insight of that. And so, hopefully, you've already listened to that and you're kind of aware. Uh, so, we won't really hash up, hash on that too much. But this week, we wanted to give you guys the normal episode, right? I think people listen to us because. We love talking shit and having fun, and, and so you guys missed that. And so now that everybody's getting ready for Bedworth, and you're driving up there, and you're listening to us on your drive, uh, we'll, we'll give you the normal stuff. So, like always, Bone's bringing you the news. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to cover in the news, so some big things happening there. Uh, we're also going to later talk about how Duffy and I are preparing for the Bedworth Open, or for the Bedworth Tournament. Uh, this tomorrow and then um, we'll throw in some other disc golf stuff in there just uh, to actually be a disc golf podcast and then later in the show uh, we will be giving our picks for the upcoming Jonesboro Open Uh, I think we got 45 pounds on the line right now for the MPO division and obviously the women division Uh, it's a point system to see who has to do the punishment slash forfeit at the end of the season Uh, god I hope it's not me and uh, in the Chinese tattoos, oh, god, dude, you know, I feel like you're gonna make me get like an Innova tattoo or a Castaplast tattoo. <laughs> Cheers for giving us some. Ammo, I know. Actually. Oh, don't, don't, you guys better not lose because it's gonna, it's gonna be sick. Uh, <laughs> but like always, we're gonna end the show with Duffy and his last minute oops, I forgot I was supposed to have a question ready question. Uh, so we will do his question corner at the end of the show. It makes it makes it more tense from my perspective because it it, it only allows me like the the forty minutes leading up to the que- my question part for me to think of one. So it, it it keeps me sort of on edge, if you like. You've got to stay on your toes and you've got to make it interesting. See, even even going into the show, even I don't know what the question is. <laughs> and Dennis makes up his segment as he goes along, so why not assault always, Dennis? Always, always. <laughs> I am the least prepared of anybody in this podcast. Five minutes before we're starting, I'm typing the opening. I'm like, all right, I'm going to say this, and here's my joke, and this is what we're going to be talking about today. When, you, when are you going to tell a joke? <laughs> <laughs> we're going in hard on him today. We need to leave him alone. Yeah, 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 we really are. You went, you went easy on me after Bedworth, like. Oh, I, I trust me. I, I think you got punished enough. You didn't need me to help you with that. <laughs> oh, I've, 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 I was gonna say, I felt like I did go quite soft on him. Like I could have been a lot worse. I reckon. You know, but half the reason why we went soft is because we haven't played yet. So if we, <laughs> yeah, if we it's all gonna come next yeah. week, isn't it? It's all gonna come next week. So. But no, I'm I'm hoping that you're going to do well, and uh, if there's no, a sniper not. in the woods shooting you whilst, you, <laughs> whilst you're playing disc golf, then so be it. Like, I'll, I'll feel like I'm at home. Um, <laughs> so, uh, anyways, let's move on. Bowen, we got a lot of news to cover, so hell, let's get started. You you got it. It's all on you. Right, it's been a I've I've been a busy beaver this week, like. It has been very busy. Right. So, right. we've had four. So, you make fun of my cliches. That's you. Can I Can I just ask a question? Can I just ask a question? Go on. Right. Go on. Go on. So, question? no, that's what you always say. Can I, can, can I just ask when, a question? When, you, when have I ever said that? <laughs> Literally, Literally every single time. 14 episodes and we'll hear it two or three times an episode. Right. Can I get on with the news? <laughs> right. Can, can, I, can, I just, can I just ask? Can I start the news now? Right, so there have been four one-day PDGA events announced, uh, two rounds per per event. Uh, save the dates. It's called Battle of the Hill. It's down in London. The first one's Saturday, May the 15th. The second one's Saturday, May the 29th. The third one's July the 3rd, which is Saturday. The fourth one's Saturday, the 4th of August. Like so, 7th of August. 7th, sorry, 7th. Yeah, thanks for checking. I, I share the notes, so if I do mess up, they can pick me up on it. That is Saturday, the 7th of August. So, they'll be good. That's that's uh, tournaments coming up everywhere, like, literally. It's what we want, isn't it? So, where, where's that bone? Is that... London. 
We're just going to play around <laughs> in the city of London. We're going to start. We're going to start at Buckingham and end at right. Of course, the news article that I took this off didn't give specifics, so it's sort of like I have to. I know who's. I know who posted. Thanks, Ali from uh, LDGC. I nearly messed that up, but uh, I'm guessing it's at Hor. Is it Hor Hornston? Horsedon. Horsedon. But yeah, so it's there. So that's all. That's the only news I've got on it at the moment. I just thought I'd get it in because there's a big thing at the moment. We're moaning about not enough tournaments. More tournaments coming up. Yeah. Absolutely. And it sounds like it's on a hill. So wherever it is, actually, it would be Horsedon Hill because out of the hill. Yeah, there we go. So there you go. That's it. Well done. This I see news as a thing to bring all three of us together. It's not just me. Although I collate it all, we all piece it together. So Fair enough. We have to. Just, we, we, we have to. Because like <laughs> you can't say a complete sentence. Exactly. Uh, right. This, well, tomorrow is the Bedworth Breakout Part 2. Now, I've got an exclusive here. There's two members of our podcast playing, and they're both in the MA3 category. No. No, they're not. No. See, you don't even get that right. <laughs> what, one, it's not an exclusive, because we talked about this about three weeks ago. You didn't let that me we, finish. We got you into it. You didn't let me finish. The second part is, he didn't even know what divisions were playing in, Dennis. You didn't let me finish. So, yeah. Okay, so Duffy's in MA3 then. Dennis, you're MA4. I am. How did you swindle your way into that one? Because I'm an 815 rated player. Oh, here we go. Yeah, that I need to have a word with James and bump you up by tomorrow. Don't, don't, don't do that because he already sent me a message saying, "Well, if you shot this, there's no way you should be an MA4." <laughs> uh, I still suck, and I'm an MA4 player okay, for so two more tournaments, and then I move into MA3. New exclusive in the chains had winners in the MA3. And the MA4 category. No pressure, lads, but... That's the exclusive... That's like... Can you see into the future? I can. I've got my crystal ball out. Don't put that kind of pressure on me. <laughs> Sorry, lads. Sorry. Right. Uh, a new... Another new event. It's the... Uh, it's a British Disc Golf Association tour event at Windmill Leisure Centre. Uh, it's in Bristol. Registrations opened on Monday... I'm not sure there are any places yet. Currently, of recording, it's it's too hard to tell. But I'm guessing it's probably sold out by the time you listen to this. So that's uh, good no, news. An, another good segment there, Bowen. I can't help it. Can I? It's not my fault that I have to pick the news <laughs> out from a few days before we actually air. <laughs> is it so? Right. Whole sponsorship opportunities at the East Midlands Meltdown and Women's Global event, now at, which is now at Quarry Park. Like Carol Finlay is offering everyone a great opportunity to sponsor whole uh, baskets. So, if you want to get a if you want to get a message out to someone playing, if you've got a company that you feel could have some increased advertisement, go and go and hit Carol Finlay up on Facebook. Like it'd be it'd be good to. We need we need external sponsors. I think I think that's going to be an important part of the sport's growth. Now, do you do you have any more details on that? As in, um, how much it costs for a different levels of sponsorship or anything? Or did you just know that she's looking for sp- whole sponsors? I know that she's looking for whole sponsors. I haven't inquired in case I, I was wasting anyone's time. So, if you want to contact Carol Finley direct. Find her on Facebook. Find her in the British Disc Golf uh, Facebook group and just send her a message. So, right, either of you two, it was Easter weekend not long ago. Did either of you two find any of the Disc Golf UK Easter eggs? I didn't even know there was an Easter egg hunt. Um, So my answer is no. Uh, you guys, you as the person who does the news, didn't tell me that I should be looking for Easter eggs. Right. It's not my... I, I don't manage your life, Dennis. It's up to you what you do with your time. You're a grown adult. Don't blame other people. Don't don't make excuses. I, I searched for a few hours on the Friday and the Saturday. 
couldn't find anything. Apparently, they were hidden really well. So, congratulations to anyone that found them. Well, I mean, they, they're not going to be in the wide open, are they? Well, you never know. I was clicking on random. I was clicking on ran, random parts of random pages, just trying to think outside the box, but clearly didn't work. Right. There's some great YouTube content out at the moment. Uh, it's uh, Ace Disc Golf's first vlog. So it's on YouTube. It's amazing content. I even got a mention. Thank you, uh, Sharky, for that. Uh, there's big stuff coming from Ace this year. And it's bringing, like, the quality of the content was really good. It was amazing footage. Great drone shots, great editing by Adam, like an ace. I just think, wow, what a way to get like British disc golf media out there. Have you two watched it? I, I have. Um, I really want that to be uh, a, a staple, right? If, if Again, it's a lot. We know what kind of work content is and, and how hard it is. And um, to be able to... to do that every every tournament would be amazing, but I don't think that it's a. Um, I don't know. Um, I, I want to see it. I want to keep seeing it happen every tournament, uh, but it's a lot of work behind the scenes. Uh, but yeah, so good. And hearing the interviews and, and how they, you know, how how was how was your round? What are you planning for the next round? Um, obviously, this one focused really on the ace players. As, as they should as a company. Um, hopefully, what we'll get to see in the future is maybe some of the other players, some of the other people that are doing good. Uh, I think a lot of people just have to stop being camera shy. Uh, you but want to get on the show, don't you, Dennis? That's basically what you're saying. You want to get on it. Listen, man, I, I, I already do all this with you guys. I think everybody knows who I am, and they're probably sick of hearing my voice. Uh, but Ace isn't the only ones doing stuff, right? We know that LDGC comes out with YouTube content. Uh, I think some new Richard Hatton does. Richard Hatton does. So, so there's definitely a a large uh, social media presence out there, um, and, and content out there. And, and go go check it. Right. The more that that people here in the UK and people in the states are watching UK content, uh, the more it'll grow and the better it will be for the sport. So I, I'm all for it. And sure, if if if, if I walk by a camera. I'll wave. I'll say hi. I like to pride myself on asking the hard-hitting questions. So, here we go. Dennis, how does it feel to for for me to be the first person from our podcast mentioned on another media outlet? How does that make you feel? But you're not, so I don't give a shit. I was. Sharky mentioned me on the Ice Disc Golf one. Yeah, go back to Facebook, which is social media, and you'll see my name all over it. No, I had not a chance, mate. Not yeah. a chance. Yeah. I'm the first person on a YouTube oh, right. video not... from this podcast. Okay, all right, hold on, hold on. Let's let's Bowen, you're the most amazing person on this podcast, and I am so happy that you got shouted out by Ace and Sharky for shooting a seventy two for... <laughs> over on your goddamn round at Bedford. Thank you for acknowledging Bedworth. It, it's yeah, it deserved it to be honest, so you there know, we go. Multiple it's rough. We, we, we've, it. t- we've talked about it around so much. We, we've talked about the, the highs and the lows, and, and you know, the lows. We're, we're now now it's time that we get to make fun of you for it. Can uh, I can I have a quick shout out to? I've had a lot of lovely messages from people who probably feel sorry for me. Really, but I'd, I'd like to say thank you for the disc golf community for coming coming out and saying, look, don't lose heart. Like it's great to hear that because people don't talk about it, and I didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean to try and like bring it out like that, but I just spoke honestly, and it's I'm eternally grateful for the feedback that we've had about it. And I I, I think it, it gives other players, especially newer players, more confidence knowing that. No, I, I don't mean don't mean this at this moment disrespectfully, but if we're shooting quite a poor round, it makes them feel like, well, I, I could I'm I could compete in that. I I'm, I can score this round Bedworth. I I can. There's no reason why I can't play in tournaments. It shows that like, hey, I don't have to shoot a two over round to be competitive or to, or to be in this. You know, I I don't even need to be a great player. I can just go play because I love the game. Look yeah. at look at Bowen, who is a loves disc golf and wanted to be in tournament, 
And yeah, he had a bad day, which happens to all of us. But look at him. He's bounced back. He's going to keep doing it. Uh, he's he's in there. So I, I think it's, it's, it's the perfect lesson uh, in disc golf and in life. Let me make the mistake so you don't have to, <laughs> listeners. Um, stop making mistakes. Uh, but, but no, you are absolutely right. Uh, having everybody coming out and giving you praise and, and telling you and being supportive to you, that, that says a lot about the community. And it's amazing, yeah. It, it's, yeah, it, that's the right word. It's amazing. Um, keep it up, everybody. It's, it's, it's great to, great to see it. And now what we've done is you've, you, what you've done is you've set a benchmark. Now you have other tournaments that you're going to play in. You know what you need to do to be better, and now you, exactly. ha- you have you have you have a starting point. Now it's time to improve that. Which stay is stay in bed. Stay in bed. <laughs> <laughs> right, moving on. <laughs> Let's go to uh, international news. Last weekend was the Vintage Open at Russellville, Arkansas. Uh, you need to help me, here. Arkansas, Arkansas. 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 We're in Arkansas. Arkansas. It's it is a tough it's a it's a tough one. T t the um the the S on the end is is silent. silent. So it looks like Arkansas, but it's Arkansas. 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 Oh my god. That sounds stupid saying it, however, it's meant to be said so. It, it's it's pronounced Arkansas. Um, it's next to Louisiana I, I, and Texas. I prefer I prefer Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> right. If, if any of our listeners are from Arkansas, please message <laughs> Bo and tell them what they think. The vintage open, right? The results and like the uh, male category, we had Calvin Heinberg in first. He did well. James Conrad in a close second. You so. He's getting used to his MVP discs, it, it seems, isn't it? Like, it yeah, he was he, he was throwing them well. Um, that final round looked super windy, um, so I think I think I saw an interview, a post round interview from Calvin, and, and he wasn't too happy about his round. Um, he was doing well until the last stretch, the last few holes, and that gave Conrad a chance to to maybe catch up. Um, but Calvin was able to hold it off in the end, uh, but the wind had, again, I feel like that part of the country, and this leg has been really windy. But I suppose there's no better time to realise if you know your bag than when you're playing in the wind. True, true. Um, I mean, the wind the wind is a beast. Uh, I think disc golfers would sometimes rather play in the, in the rain than they would in the wind. So, yeah, and then... The podcast's favourite player, Nicola Castro, came in third. I'm actually warming to him now. I actually think you need people like that in disc golf, and he is. He's shown that he is a very good player. Oh, absolutely, so, absolutely. Like you, do, to you, not anybody can win a tournament, but there's a lot of players who could win a tournament. But you, it's the, the names that are if they don't win, they're second, they're third every sort of time, and and that's what him, Ricky. Paul, that's that's what they that's what they do. That's why they're so that's why they're so good. If they don't win a tournament, they're in the top five pretty much every time, sort of thing. Yeah, and, and Nico has his good days and his bad days, um, but I feel like he's consistently there. He's he's in the top ten. He's he's definitely a top ten player. I just he takes too long, and I don't like him as a person. I don't know him, but I don't like him. Do you know what though? Like. Playing in my first tournament, it's made me appreciate something. It's it's a stressful thing, and stress comes out in people in different ways. Now, maybe, like, as a community, we all think, oh, Nico's a dickhead. But in reality, that's the way that that stress that he's putting himself under comes out. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean he's a bad person. And I think that, like, we all need to open up and say, look, we do get stressed out, we do get anxious, and that's just the way it metamorphosizes with him, if you know what I mean. Is that the right word, wrong word? Uh, it's, I, I don't know, it was just strange how you said it. Metamorph- yeah. Metamorphosizes. It, Meta- it doesn't bother me he beat, that he beats himself up. It doesn't bother me that he um, takes too long on the on the green or put in. Um, what, what annoys me is the fact that 
it stem it like flows over into affect you know, potentially affecting other players on his yeah. card. That that's what annoys me, and that like there's there's you can beat yourself up as much as you want. Like that that's I do it all the time, but I try not to make it. I try not to let it affect other players on my card because I think that's when it becomes unfair, and I think that's where sometimes he crosses the line, in my opinion. But okay, what about you, Dennis? Um, I I, I love I love the passion that he has. Um, you know, a couple of tournaments ago when he made that wonderful throw and put on seventeen, he ran towards the back. I love that, right? Because I'm I'm the same kind of way. I'm I'm passionate like that. Uh, my issue is he takes too long. And then he's he's a professional. I, I believe professionals are supposed to um, hold themselves to a higher standard at times. Uh, they can be people and they can be show emotion. Um, but there's been some instances of him kicking the basket uh, or, or saying stuff that he probably shouldn't have, uh, which, which makes it an issue. Um, but you know what? To each their own. Um, he's good. I can see why he feels the way he does because he's got a lot of haters. Um, so I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, I mean he's just a person. I mean there's yeah. Moving on, moving on. What about the women? The women. We had Sarah Hokum came first. She played really well. Uh, Je- Jessica Voice came second, and Katrina Allen came third. So. Nice. I, what do you? I got a question for you guys. Um, what do you guys? How do you guys feel that that new FPO play? Not new players, but new names. Different names are showing up winning FPO this season. What? Well, how's this? Um, I think it's. I think it's good. It's good. Keeps um, it, keeps it interesting. Yeah. Not only that, but it it keeps more players <coughs> um, being able to play, being able to tour. Uh, yeah. there, there's more money being spread around, not going to the sort of the same players, uh, and it help it helps them with the uh, like I say touring and uh, and staying on tour. So I think I, I think it's brilliant. I feel it also sets <sighs> giving hope is the wrong word, but but it's the right thing. You know, like being being somebody who can go, oh man, like I'm. I, I, I'm never going to win because Paige and, and Kat are at this tournament and, and they always win every tournament. But now we're seeing different names and we're seeing that these these really dominant players have faults and now it you know, gives other players a chance. Oh, I, I have a chance. I can do this. I can actually get first rather than I'm playing for second or third. We do have to remember that Sarah Hocum is a world champion, lads. I, I'm not... Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying these aren't these. All these women are better than okay. all of us. That's not what I'm saying. But when last year you had um, such a dominant performance from Paige, and if it wasn't Paige, it was Katrina Allen all the time. Yeah. Now this season, other names are winning. It gives. It gives that like. Oh look, with there being ten people who could potentially win. Uh, it ma- it makes it more interesting for the viewer as well because it's like there's going to be tighter tournaments and things like that. It pushes you know, the standard up as yeah. well because if if everyone's competing, you've got to compete harder and work harder to get better. So oh, if true. you've got a dumb of a player, you're just like, well, I'm never going to beat them, and they'll sort of rest on their laurels slightly. Not saying that's what Paige has done, but the other women, they've upped their game massively. Absolutely, I agree one hundred percent. Um. So awesome. Well, Bowen, thank you so much. I've got one more. Can I just do one more piece? Oh my God! Can you just ask us a question? This is about. <laughs> this is about one of your fellow compatriots. Depending on what day of the week it is. <laughs> it's great to see Simon Lazar back throwing. He's been on YouTube, and it's just good to see him back. He's been out with a lengthy injury. I'm just glad to see him back. So I, I am too. I, I love Simon. He he's probably one of my all time favorite players. Um, dude's amazing, and, and yes, we have he and I have a lot in common. So, Simon, if you're listening, hit me up. <laughs> um, all right, awesome. Well, hey, Bowen, again, like always, I know we take the the piss out of you for the news. We we do appreciate you. you do such a good job, and it gives us 35 minutes of stuff to talk about. So, and awesome. you don't make it easy for me either. Let's put it that way. Why, why? You know what? It's not my job to make things easy for you. Um. 
you you're here you you, you got to work for a living and and I'm, what am I paying for you if you're not out there working <laughs> um anyways let's move on so uh we've obviously covered it quite extensively now uh bedworth you know bedworth is sunday Duffy and I are out there and we're going to play. So, Duff, what have you been doing to prepare? Or how are you preparing? And not necessarily, like, what what shots are you throwing on every hole, uh, but mentally, um, are, you, are you thinking about anything? Or how, are, how are you going into this tournament? Obviously, this is both of our second tournament. Uh, what, what's your thought process? Um, I, I kind of obviously I've only played in one tournament before, which was the everybody knows Quarry Park Open, uh, Autumn Open rather at, at Quarry Park, um, and I did okay in that. I was quite quite pleased with my performance. So I'm hoping to sort of keep mentally sort of the same sort of line. And for that tournament, what I tried to do was um, look at each hole individually. Look that he, uh, I can par pretty much. Well, I can I can par every hole. Um, birdie some of them at, at Bedworth so if I can each hole I go to think right I'm playing for a par here and then the next hole right I'm playing for a par here and go around the course like that if I can get even par at the end of it I'll, that'd be that'd be amazing for me I'd be really pleased with that but I think that helps keep you don't get ahead of yourself then you sort of say say you pick up a four you think right next hole I'm going to be. I'm, I'm going back. I'm going to. I'm going for par. I can get a par on this hole. There's no reason why I can't do that every single time. If that makes sense. What score are you going to be happy with, or is it, or do you not want to announce that? Um, I'd hope for something around five or six over per round. That that would be sort of a a good score, not an excellent score, but not par an average score. score. Would you say yeah. like no, no, slightly better than par? I'd say for me. So about about five or six over. I'm hoping for. Um, but we'll, we'll see see what happens. The weather looks decent for the weekend, so I'm hoping that that's that really going to help. There's, there's little wind, so there's no excuses from that perspective. Um, well, but let, let's go back to your, um, your you know your thought process is okay. I'm going for pars. I'm not going for birdies. I'm go. I'm going for par. I, I think when you do that, you know you okay. I know I can get a par in every hole because I have. Uh, and that way, if you get a birdie, it's it's a bonus. And then if you get a bogey, it's not that detrimental because you know if if you're playing uh, par golf, a par is a birdie in your like me- mentally for your for yourself. So if you're getting a bogey, well, I just got par. Now on the next time I get par, I'm erasing that, and I'm just I'm moving on. I think that's a good way of looking at it. <clears throat> Is that kind of what you mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit. I think it's more rather than trying to, although I put a number on it, just or rather than trying to put a number on what I want to do at the end of the eighteen holes or the end of the thirty-six holes. Um, I, I just, I just try and take one one hole at a time and think. If you break it down to purely the fact of I can, I can par this hole. I've done it before. There's no reason why I can't do it now, and do that on each individual hole. And I, I don't know. I just feel like that. It's a good. It's a good sort of uh, method to to hold in your head uh, to sort of keep you grounded and not not try and think too far ahead. You're not trying to compete with others, uh, and that that all obviously comes naturally if you put a good round in. Then you are going to be competing with others, but there's no point in thinking about that because it's not going to make any difference. I think. <clears throat> I think that's one of my biggest faults is, is I, I'm very competitive um, and, and I, I let that really get into my my head um, and then I and then I start doing poorly and I can't recover. Uh, you know I, I can't have one bad shot and then be like okay now how do I how do I reset? I'm having a very hard time with that yeah and it's it's one of those things is, I know what I'm capable of and, and what I think I should be doing. And so when I don't do that is when I get upset. I don't care if Duffy beats me or Bowen beats me when we're playing. I don't care if anybody beats me because they're Like that ever happens. Where, where they're, well, it, it could. But if you're playing better than me, 
I, I, I don't care. I get upset when I'm not playing well. That that is when um, when I think that's that's where my mentality is, and, and so you're an emotional player. Very very much so. A- absolutely. I I, um, I I keep it kind of there. Um, so so it, it it's tough. Uh, but that's where I start to, to to fall apart, and I really this weekend have to not think that I'm in the competition. I just have to pretend that um, I'm just playing a round of golf. I'm just there to have fun. I'm playing the course. I, I don't care about all the other people that are there. Uh, and to be honest, I think with the card mates that I have, um, that's you can't beat them anyway. I can't beat them. Exactly. Exactly. It, it, so, so who is who is on your card then, Dennis? Uh, James Luton and, and Adam from Ace. Like, so I'm, you're not you're not going to beat them. So you know, you haven't got nobody to compete with there. So you just play the you play the round that in your head. Play the round. That you know you can play. Yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly it. And and I just I have to stay true to that. If I can stay focused on that, I I, I think I'll do good. I'll be I'll be happy. Um, and yeah, and we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I internally, I have a, a number and, and the place that I want to be at. Um, and I do, you know, again, I am competitive. I do want to win, uh, but it's not the end of the world if I don't. And so I'm just going to try to play smart golf. I want to say on next week's show, I play great. I played to my ability. I had a lot of fun doing it. And I was happy with what I got, no matter what I placed. That's what I want to be able to say. Per- personally, for me, wanting you to do your best, get on a hot streak, Dennis, because we know when you're on a hot streak, you're unstoppable. I I I have my good days and I have my bad days. Um, that's that's what I'm hoping. I the things that I'm not consistent on is putting, and I I hope my putting is on fire that day, because. Um, you know, you, you throw for show and you putt for dough. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, with In regards to you two, I know Duffy was saying he's aiming for pars. Are there any holes that you're going to attack for that birdie? Um, that I'm actually going to attack? Four, four's an obvious one that you want to try and birdie, I think. Um, yeah. So so there's definitely holes where where... A birdie has become more normal, but I'm a lot like Duffy. My goal is par. Okay. Par golf for for my skill set is winning golf. I want to be able to have a good throw where if I have a birdie look and I can putt for birdie, I'm going to try. But if I miss, I'm okay with that because my miss will still give me the par. Yeah. But if I get off on a drive, I have to be able to um, scramble well and then, okay, how can I still get par? That's that's the goal. Um, yes, there's birdieable holes. Um, there's definitely – I love 15. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for them. Uh, it just depends on how I'm throwing that day. And that becomes all up to my prep of – of when I get there, am I warming up properly? Am I stretching? Am I getting some practice throws in? Am I spending time putting? All those things that I need to do. And then definitely when I get on the course and start playing, I have to go through my routine. And that's going to be very important for me. Do you lads use like imagery? Do you plan your shot before you've actually thrown it? Do you visualize it before you've thrown it? Or When I'm on the tee, I... Uh kind of have an idea of what I want to do the 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 angle I want to release the disc at the sort of the uh, the power I want to put into it whether it's 100% whether it's 75% uh try and gauge the wind yeah so you, I mean you are you are thinking about that uh doesn't always release how you want it to doesn't always go how you want it to but that that that's the idea of stepping onto the team pad that I've got some idea of what I want to happen yeah absolutely I, I, I do the same. I, I know what line I want. I know what flight I want to see the disc go at. Uh, and then I take into consideration, like, the what's the wind doing? So am I going to have to change the normal disc that I want to throw? 
Um, <clears throat> but am I picking an exact landing area? I'm not that good yet. I'm hoping that it gets somewhere near and that I don't hit a low branch and that, that I keep the disc not too high or not too low, you know, in my sweet spot of 15 to 20 to 20 feet. So that's, that's my, that's my prep. Um, it's a lot of mental stuff. Uh, not necessarily playing. Obviously, Bedworth for me is an hour away. I will try to get some practice rounds in, uh, but nothing too major. So uh, let's see how it plays out. So, oh uh, yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's see. <laughs> Speaking of, let's see how it plays out. Uh, this week we got um, another tournament, probably a more important, important tournament than ours. We got the Jonesboro Open, and because we are. Uh, gambling men we got some bets so let's do some picks let's pick our winners for this week who's who's goes who's goes it first dennis it's uh Bowen, i think isn't it it it's is Bowen. it's bowen followed by me followed by duffy so this so just, keeps... just a quick reminder i know dennis mentioned it earlier we're doing 15 pounds for charity five pound each tournament of the big tournaments uh and uh if if nobody picks a winner that gets rolled over to the, to the next tournament. Whoever picks the first winner gets to give that money then to the charity of their choice. Is that right? Exactly. Yep, that's it? Yeah. yeah. And that, that's for the MPO. And then, Bowen, yeah. explain what the FPO is. Uh, that's a point system for which position that your female player comes in. And at the end of the, to- at the, end of the season, we're going to have a forfeit for whoever's been the most inconsistent with their picks throughout the season. And, and explain what you mean by forfeit to our... I'm sorry, it's a punishment for all you American listeners. I keep forgetting that. that. So it we could are, be a tax. We are worldwide international, baby. <laughs> Prestige worldwide. Dennis is just worrying that people in Arkansas won't know what a forfeit <laughs> is. <laughs> well, I, I mean... Sorry about offending anyone from Arkansas. Arkansas. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting tongue-tied. Trust, it's not trust me, uh, people from Arkansas don't know a lot. <laughs> not, not really one of our bright, shining stars, if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> there goes all two of our listeners. Um, anyways, all right, so who we got picked? So, Bowen, who is your winner for the MPO? I'll go for Calvin Heinberg. Calvin, oh, coming off the win this weekend. He's, he's always around. I love, I love I love me some Calvin. Yeah. You know he's 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 seems like he's boring as hell, um, but it's it's crazy. Uh, so I think that it's um, I don't know. Um, I think he's going to show up this week. My my bet's going for Paul Macbeth. I think he's going to come back. He's hungry. He's been kind of losing out to Ricky over the last few weeks, so he's going to be coming out strong. Um, so I'm picking Paul. Nice. I think I think I think he's got to win something soon, hasn't he? He needs to. Uh, my uh, following on from what I was saying earlier about people being if they if they don't win, they're there or thereabouts. Um, Ricky's had a few good wins recently. Obviously, my favourite player. I picked him in the first week, which we've got a rule that you can't pick the same player back to back. So I'm going back to Ricky because that's who's uh, he's on his he's on a hot streak. Although it's not in Texas this time, is it? It's 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 not, but he just again he 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 just he did good. Um, so we'll see. I, I I'm proud of Bowen. He's actually picking people who kind of have a chance and who's <laughs> would would you let would you let me break the rule of back to back if I kept picking picking Austin Hannum? Would you let me? Would you yes. let me break the rule? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Austin. Austin Hannum is a great player. So is Adam Hammes. Um and they can win. They have the potential. However, uh, if if they do win, it's definitely kind of a dark horse out of nowhere win. Um, all right. So for so those are our choices. We got Calvin, Ricky, and Paul. Uh, and for the FBO, Bowen, who you got taking it down? Uh, I picked uh, Kona Panis. I mean, she's come. She's won two tournaments already. This uh, she won the All Stars, and then she won a tournament recently. She's playing really well. Um, I again, uh, and I just realized that I that I did this. Uh, I'm, I'm going page, I'm going page. Um, 
Think outside the box again, Dennis. Well done. I'm, I'm Paul, thinking Paul, that Paul, I love Paul, but Bedford, I love Paige Pierce. Uh, yeah, I know. That's, <laughs> that's exactly what I was just thinking. It's like I picked the two discraft people. Um, so I just give him a fucking sponsor, please. Yeah, please. She hasn't been doing well, right? She has not shown up this year. Um, again, like Paul, I think it's I think it's her time. I think that uh, this course favors her because of her distance and the fact that she rips it and can throw far. Uh, so that's why I'm going with Paige. I think it's a good choice. will pick. So Kona, Paige. I'm going to go with... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to think outside the box as well. I'm going to go Katrina Allen. Oh, uh, so, no, you're no, so no, far. No, you, 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 naughty boy. you pick the one person that can throw a disc further than Paige Pierce. <laughs> uh, I'll go with Katrina Allen. Uh, if, she, if she can put... She's she's gonna be up there. I, she's I, gonna be up there, but it, it just depends yeah. on the putter, doesn't it? I agree. Uh, um, that is that is her uh, Achilles Achilles heel. I'm I'm fully yeah uh, fully behind her. Uh, just just a quick note as well. Uh, I know we always joke about it. Friend of the show Vanessa. I think I'm pretty sure I see earlier that she's on the feature card. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's all the picks. Good luck, gentlemen. Good luck to you guys, and uh, I can't wait to send money to a charity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. As um, long as I can pick. As long as I can yeah. start the winner. <laughs> We've all got great courses, so haven't we? Yeah, yeah. We yeah. do. We all have great courses. And we won't announce those until... We will, uh, yeah. yep. I thought we already have, haven't we? No. Haven't no. announced it. Haven't haven't picked. Oh, um, we know personally what We know personally, yeah. but we've, we haven't put it out. And we will once somebody wins. And then obviously... Yeah. If we if somebody wins before the end of the season, uh, we'll pay out, and then the the bet starts over, and we'll start yeah. going again. So perfect. Okay, so we've done that. We're going to wrap this up now. So Duffy, uh, time for your question that you've had fifty three minutes and fifteen seconds to think of. Right. If I could have another ten seconds to think of, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> I will. Uh, right, we've been we've been playing for roughly a year ish. Um, so it was a bad year, but it was a quick year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, on reflection, what would you say has been your hardest thing to grasp? Hardest thing to learn? Like, could be a shot type, uh, could be sort of recovering from a poor shot on a hole, uh, and being able to flip that out your brain and and crack on as. Uh, so what 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 would you say has been the hardest mental or hardest physical challenge for you? Uh, I I'll go first this time. Bro. Okay, yes, Sam. Um, so, God, how do I sa- how do I say this without sounding like conceited, and full of myself? Um, You're I, American. It ain't gonna happen. No, no, but but and it, but seriously. So, watching disc golf before I played, and then once I learned that I really love the sport and how. I consume so much that's disc golf. Um, I feel like I understand how to throw a disc pretty well. Um, I love tips. I love learning new stuff and tweaking. Just this past week, one little tweak that I got um, has changed my game immensely. But the one thing I can't get, I cannot throw a forehand. I can maybe do it on a little approach shot. However, um, Distance forehand is not a shot that I can I can get. I've actually had to learn how to throw my backhand and make the disc do what I want, which is a shot that we need. But I've done that to counter argue the fact that I don't have a forehand and I don't know what to do. I, I cannot get this. I've tried watching videos. I've had people show me. I've practiced. I cannot, for some reason, get this shot. Is it to do with having noodle arms or? I don't know. I mean, if I knew what it was from, I could fix it, right? But it's something about the way I do it. I don't know if my arm is faster than my wrist snap or vice versa. I, I just, I don't know. I do not know. But you're perhaps overanalyzing it instead of trying to find what's natural for you. I definitely am overanalyzing because that's just who I am. I, I'm a very analytical person. And I have the ability to break things down into little chunks and bits of information. So that's definitely probably something I'm doing. Um, what I need and what I'm going to go for soon is have somebody give me a lesson um, and show me and tell me what I'm doing wrong. What about you, Bowen? What, what do you think is your 
limited biggest limiting factor, the one thing that you just for some reason are having a lot of trouble fixing and can't get right? It's fairly similar to yours, to be honest, except mine's a bit more compounded because it's both backhand and forehand full power shots. I can't seem to... It's the consistency aspect. Sometimes it clicks, and then I feel like I'm doing the exact same thing the next time on a tee, and it just doesn't work. It either... If I'm throwing forehand, it turns into a forehand roller when it's not meant to be. If I'm like one one time on a tee pad, I might throw a backhand. It might be a buzz, and it flies so straight, so true, the right height. I get to the next tee, it goes up in the air. I'm throwing it nose up now. To me, because I I probably need to be a bit more analytical. I feel like I'm doing exactly the same thing both times, but I'm clearly not. And that's something that I need to work on is consistency. I, again, like you, will need to have a couple of lessons just to... Because I think I'm... I know I can do it sometimes, but it's just figuring out what I'm doing A, wrong, what I'm doing B, right, and how to replicate the right stuff and eliminate the bad stuff. That's my biggest issue. I reckon you'll be sorted if you can do that. Yeah, there's a lot to work (laughs) on, but... What about you, Duffy? Uh, I mean, I work on my forehand. I'd like a bit more distance. I'm not. I'm not overly fussed about more distance. I mean, I throw it maybe three twenty something like that with a re- with a decent throw, three thirty. Um, and uh, there's not that many courses really that we play regularly that you need more distance than that. So I'm not overly fussed about that. I'd rather have consistency, uh, accurate shots. Yeah, but but 50 more feet would be nice. Just 54 feet. 50 more feet. Yeah, but you'd always say that, wouldn't you? When you get, if, if you'd I was say to throw that. If you're throwing 450, you'd say, oh, 50 more feet, I'm at 500. I'm, I'm just saying, for the courses that we play, and where we end up landing on a great drive, sometimes 50 more feet... Is, is is it seems like it's a, a birdie it, look, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, look. it's a better birdie look. Uh, or yeah. It gives us, uh, and that's uh, like you. Uh, well, for me, I, I I've stalled out on distance. I think I can start getting more, but I, I've stalled out. I I'd like I would like a run up uh, because anybody who's played with me knows that I throw from a standstill, which is a bit odd compared yeah, you to still a lot throw of people. Hundred meters from a standstill. Yeah. Um, but I would like a run-up, but every time I try and implement a run-up, one, I don't get more distance, two, my form goes out the window, three, it just goes up in the air, and I throw everything nose up. So I'm kind of... I'm, it's, it's bad, really, because it's, it's showing lack of progression, but I, I just feel like, well, I'm not benefiting from it instantly, so why persevere with it? But prap, prap, prap. Your ceiling's down here... And it won't ever go any higher, will it? Yeah. Whereas if you if you've got the run up, you've got a higher ceiling. You'd, you? you'd think so. You'd think so. so. So maybe that, maybe that. Um, try and incorporate a runner. Uh, yeah, like, like my run up, I, I'm, I'm sure it gives me extra power and distance. Uh, but now my run up is for my timing. So even when I'm doing a, a touchy approach shot or, or you know just a, a, something with a little touch. I still do a run-up because that's how I get my timing. Yeah. Have you tried throwing without a run-up, Dennis, recently? Uh, not not for power, not for distance. I, I will, um, if I have a certain putter-up shot, I will stand still. Uh, but that that's about it. There's not- It'd be interesting to see you throw a power power drive, stand still, and me and, me and Duffy will do a run-up. Maybe maybe we can do that next time we play together. We'll we'll yeah. we'll switch forms and see how we play. <laughs> that wouldn't be very good, not for me anyway. <laughs> awesome, well, Duffy. I I love the question. Uh, yeah. Thank you. That's that's great. Um, it's it's a good it's a good thing to do to check up every every once in a while on on how our form and and how we're doing is going. So awesome. Being about a year, I thought it might be good to look back and reflect on our sort of our first year of playing. No, no, it's a great thing, and uh, you know now we're a year in. Here we are, second tournament for us. 
Um, I'm excited. I can't wait. I, I, I'm rooting for you. Uh, you know, again, I'm not, I'm not going against you, so I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for both of you. And actually, to be honest, I'm rooting for everybody out, that's out there. Yeah. Uh, I just po- hope it's a good day. Hope it's a good day for everybody. Through this podcast, we have made so many new friends. We know so many people now. Um, and, and I don't really have a bad thing to say about anybody that I've talked to. So I want to just hopefully everybody has a, a great tournament. Have fun. If you see us out on the course, like always, come say hi, whether that's at a tournament or a quarry or anywhere that we play. We'd love to talk to you. Uh, we're all for, for it. Let's talk some disc golf. Let's throw a couple discs and then maybe go play for a round. So come do that. Um, and, yeah, uh, you guys are welcome for a double dose of us this week. Uh, Thursday's episode was amazing and we thought that should just be a standalone thing we didn't want to bore you guys with our normal chit chat so that's why we gave you this double dose and extraness uh, who doesn't want to hear Bowen more than once a week so that's it from us guys and uh, remember like always keep it in the chains keep it in the chains keep it in the chains thanks for listening to In the Chains Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you like the show, please leave us a review. Until next time, keep it in the chains.